Good morning. It's a rather unusual day today. We're uh, without Mitch this morning. Those of you who might not know, he is running a low-grade fever, he said, yesterday, and uh, coughing and doing all sorts of uh, unsanitary things, so he's not going to be here this morning. So we'll go without him. Not much in the way of announcements this morning. We, uh, we will have a, our monthly business meeting tomorrow evening, starting at 6 o'clock over in the, uh, in the fellowship hall. And let's see, on the 18th, 18th, the Dulcimers are going to be here? Well, next 11th. Week 11th. Okay, next week, right. We'll uh, have a return of our... Uh, Dulcimer friends, so that uh, should be a good program. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. Let's stand and sing number 186.
Brother Mark, would you lead us in prayer, please? Yes. Our Father in heaven, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we come to you this morning and want to, first of all, give you thanks. Thanks that all of us arrived here this morning safe. We want to thank you for this beautiful weather that we're having this morning. Lord, we pray that you will come on down and be with us this morning in this service, that you will fill the hearts of all of us who are here, that the Holy Spirit will prevail, and that the lessons to be learned in today's service, when we read through your scripture, may it touch our hearts. When we sing song, extra song today, may it touch our hearts and praise and worship you as you desire, as you deserve. Lord, we are so grateful once again to be here. It, the, the privilege, the privilege of being here each Sunday, we just don't really understand what it truly means to be allowed to come here and to worship you. We love you, we need you, and without you, we are nothing. So Lord Jesus, thank you for what you have done for us on the cross. In your mighty name. We pray. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. While shepherds watched their flocks by night, all seated on the ground, the angel of the Lord came down and glory shone around. Number 197.
communion hymn this morning. It's entitled, A Communion Hymn for Christmas, number 222. by Mike Higgins. <coughs> the title of the reading this morning is Christ's Love compels us and we're approaching this time of season when uh, we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and uh, how God loved us that he gave his son and then how Jesus loved us so much that he died there upon the cross for us did you ever hear anyone make the boast nobody can make me do anything I'm inclined not to believe that Plenty of people have been able to make me do all sorts of things I wouldn't have done without some pondering. When I was a child, making up my bed wasn't one of my favorite activities. We won't even talk about keeping my room clean. In high school and college, 
I spent untold hours studying for tests and doing research for term papers. When I could think of many more pleasurable activities, have you ever found yourself driving along the highway and suddenly you see a patrol car on the side of the road? What did you do? If you're like me, you probably slowed down, even if you were already driving within the speed limit. A lot of people, most of them, will and mention have me do things, and the reality is that I'm a better person for the pressure they extend exerted. But in 2 Corinthians 5, Paul talks about a different form of persuasion that had changed his life. He says in verse 4, Christ's love compels us. Now that's an entirely different form of influence, isn't it? Perhaps no other time during the week do we feel that compulsive more fervently than we participate in the Lord's Supper because as we take it, take it, the love of Christ becomes so real. So what does the love of Christ compels us to do? There are so many answers to that question and the response may be somewhat different for each one of us. However, there are perhaps certain ways in which all of us should feel moved to respond to the love of Christ. The most obvious response, perhaps the easiest, is simple to remember how much Jesus love led to do for us. At that same time, his love should cause us to live our lives as he lived his, with that same sacrificial love that sees others' needs before our own. It should also become nature to want to share that love with others who desperately so who, with others who so desperately need it to a world that understood the bur- burden of oppression Jesus said for my yoke is is easy my burden is light in Matthew 11:30 no he did not come to replace one of the taskmasters with another but his love compels us just the same. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for this Lord's Day. We're so thankful for your for the love that you showed upon each and every one of us. And dear Lord, as we approach this season to celebrate your birthday, let's remember what all you have done for each and every one of us as we as you die there upon Calvary's cross. And dear Lord, as we take this loaf this day in this cup, it represents the broken body and the blood that you shed there upon Calvary's cross. And dear Lord, help us to show our love for one another. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's just take a minute and think about the great love that Jesus did show for us.
When Jesus and his disciples were gathered in the upper room to celebrate the Passover meal, Jesus took bread and broke it, blessed it, passed it among his disciples, saying, This is my body broken for you. Eat ye of it. And when they had eaten, he took the cup, gave thanks, passed it to his disciples, saying, This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for the remission of sins. As often as you come together and do this, do it in remembrance of me until I come again. (coughs) Drink of it, all of you. Let's stand for the doxology. While we're standing, excuse me, you're going to have to help me from here on out. The voice is about gone. Angels we have heard on high, number 206.
You may be seated. And somebody give me a page number within the Christmas Carol block. 191. And um, Jim, what was yours? Jim? You didn't have one? I thought you did. Okay, 191. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Good choice, Polly. morning to uh, bring us a special.
next week. Well, we'll have no uh, sermon this morning, but that doesn't keep us from uh, joining in the uh, in the scripture. God's holy word is always appropriate. Uh, we're looking at Mark chapter 8, verses 14 and through 21. The yeast of the Pharisees and Herod. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread, except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. They discussed this with one another and said, It's because we have no bread. Aware, <clears throat> excuse me, aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000? How many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? And they answered, seven. He said to them, do you still not understand? May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. And you may be seated. And somebody give me a number. 202. 202? That has a familiar ring. You're just a little ahead of us, John. That's the invitation in this morning. Yeah. So we'll sing another one, then we'll sing that one. Okay. I didn't Tell us what number it is again. 202. That's the invitation. So what did I... Who was the other one? Here we go. Kathy. Oh, 195. 195. 
Well, you hold on to that because that's coming up next. What'd you say? 195. 195. Oh, holy night. You're really putting us through it, Kathy. Huh? So you're putting us through it this morning. That's the white key just above the keyhole. In the... Oh, holy night! We will, we'll, we will sing it, and we will sound good. You what? I enjoy the two ladies that play in the organ.
You have just witnessed an example of God's grace and mercy. It's been a good morning to be with the Lord. God is good. All the time. He is indeed. Our invitation to him this morning is number 202. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Let's stand. What child is be seated. Somebody praying the Lord back there? Seated in here. 
Don't know if there's anything else in the way of announcements. Uh, Mike, are you going to have any more fish fries this year? Not this year? You realize we're in January. <laughs> Did I see a hand in the in the back? Mary. Okay, it will be here. Mm -hmm. I'm not hearing well this morning. Could you bear it out? I said, do you get a gold watch? I don't think so. No? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good morning in spite of everything. Yeah, we better take a look at our prayer list, I guess. We have... Couple of names I've been given this morning. Melvin Nichols is having some problems. He's falling down and stand. the Lord. See you this evening, tomorrow evening, and anytime else the door is open. <laughs>